And now we are back with Trent Smith from the Department of Economics here at Otago University for this week's instalment of Business as Usual on R1 News. Today we'll be talking about tax, reflecting on the last tax year, if people are avoiding tax and what we're paying tax for. Kia ora, Trent. How are you? Kia ora, Mary. I'm fine, thanks. So in New Zealand, we have a progressive tax uh, system or a pay-as-you-earn taxation system to redistribute the burden of tax in regard to people's income. Does this work, and what are the benefits of a progressive tax system? Um, yeah, well, right. So the word progressive means tax system means that the word progressive means that as you make more income, your marginal tax rate rises. Right? So, so it scales in accordance. It does. It yeah, scales with, with your, your income. income. And, and, and the marginal bet means that it's the tax rate charged on the last dollar of income you made. Right? So we're all uh, – so, so, you know, the bottom tax bracket only pays 10.5%, I think, uh, um, per, yeah, yeah. right, uh, for, for every dollar they make. Uh, but then if, once, you make, once you make more than 14000 uh, a year, you jump into the next tax bracket, which is what seventeen percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so that sounds scary, jumping to a next a ne- the next tax bracket, right? Oh no! All of a sudden, I've got more tax. But it's really just the dollars above the fourteen thousand where you're paying that higher rate, right? Right. Okay. So even I, like when my tax is calculated, I'm still paying, you know, and I'm on a you know uh, high flutin lecture salary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> poverty wages by international econo- economist standards, but. Uh, but uh, I don't know, not so bad for Dunedin. Um, so even my, so even my income, like that first fourteen thousand, is still charged. I still pay ten and a half percent on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the benefits of a pro- progressive, the reason to make your progressive, uh, inco- make your income tax system progressive, is for for one thing that it's sort of uh, people think it's just right. It's a fair thing to do. So the the people who make more money pay more tax. Cool. Last year, the top personal income bracket was lifted from 33 to 39 cents on the dollar, and the Inland Revenue Department expects that the average self-employed person might declare 13% less income than they did the year before to avoid making it into this tax bracket. What kind of impact will this have, do you think? Yeah, uh, so, so that's interesting. So they're probably right. They're probably, like, high-income people probably will do some of this shifting around of, of uh, you know, costs and revenues to... to, um, to avoid paying that higher tax rate. Mm-hmm. And the IRD has cool data that shows that this happens at the edge of every tax bracket, <coughs> especially for self-employed people, right? So if you're self-employed and a person, um, and you, so when you're running this, the way businesses are taxed is, uh, or the way your business income is taxed is it's revenue minus cost, right? And so uh, if I'm a self-employed person, part of my life is running this business, right? And I'm going to be so, you know, I might have other income outside of self-employment, and that's just, I just pay tax at the regular tax rates. Um, but in my business, I, you know, I only pay on the excess of, excess revenue above cost. Right, right? Yeah. So revenue might be set in stone, right? A dollar comes in, a dollar comes in, you know, mm-hmm. then it comes in. But um, but my cost, you know, there, there's there's often some wiggle room around a particular expense. Was that personal or was it for my business? Mm-hmm. And when there's and I mean and when there's ambiguity around those th- that sort of thing, I mean you would expect people to shade them in the direction of, oh that was a business expense, mm-hmm. right? And it's not that you're necessarily committing tax fraud when you do that. It's just that there's some ambi- ambi- there's always ambi- ambiguity in how you interpret tax laws. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. So that's sort of a little uh, sort of the little um, hidden secret of uh, business <laughs> taxation. That if you're taxing profit, then 
there are ways to sort of Just make it look like you have less than. profit. Yeah. Okay, go under the table. Now, Act runs on the policy of cutting taxes so that the permanent income tax would drop from 30 to 17.5%. What kind of impact would this have on the economy, on people's health, on everything? Um, well, so... There's a very long answer to this question. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty long. Wisdom. There's actually, it's pretty interesting. The way New Zealand is managing its its economy, it, it's like much of the world is, but it's sort of, um, it's a, it's slightly. I'd argue it's slightly behind the times. So, mm-hmm. um, there's sort of this, um, oh, the you know Milton Friedman's monetarism from the 1970s that says, oh, for one thing, it's most you should mostly use monetary policy to manage your economy through recessions mm-hmm. and um and you know and the softer versions of that of that theory say that well you could still do a little bit of of uh of spending taxing and spending adjustment during recessions to help you get through but in the long run you should be trying to balance your budget and so that was sort of the governing uh, conventional wisdom in economics since the 70s pretty much um but it's changing, and especially since the global financial crisis, mm. um, like, like the, uh, you know, the, there's you know Harvard economist Jason Furman, who was a you know an Obama advisor in the U.S. Like he wrote this white paper after the financial crisis, like pointing out that, you know, that old you know Friedman's monetarism, like we don't actually believe it anymore at the <laughs> at the policy level. Like those of us who are actually setting macroeconomic policy, like we actually think that you probably don't necessarily have to worry about balancing your budget. You can actually spend a lot more money, and you probably need to spend a lot more money than we used to think. So paying off government debt isn't, like, the main purpose. So here in New Zealand, right, it's still, everybody assumes it's true. Mm -hmm. Oh, you've got to pay off this debt. You've got to, like, it's, but New Zealand, like, is a, you know, a sovereign, has a sovereign currency. We issue our own currency. There's, like, there's literally no reason. There's no. It's, there's literally. It would be literally impossible for New Zealand to default on its debt. Oh wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Stuff. No, it is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it is so mind blowing. Th- this whole logic around you have to balance your budget. It's based on this metaphor of you know governments are like households and right. You can mm. only spend mm. so much. And mm. of course, it's true that you can't spend unlimited amounts of government dollars. But there's often some slack in the economy some where wiggle-room. people are unemployed and yeah. resources are being unused. And, yeah. You know, you could, as a government, you could hire those things, boost up the economy without causing inflation or the other things that economists worry about. Thank you so much for coming on to speak about such complicated things such as taxes. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you so much.